Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 203, recorded live on Saturday, April 30th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who patiently waited for me to think of an intro, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who couldn't think of one, Paradox! Andy Lowe, hi. No, not Paradox. Just an outright lie. You thought of an intro. But the intro was of me not thinking of one, so then it's yeah, a paradox. It means, no, it means you're lying. I'm not lying. It doesn't mean that there's a paradox. You could think of one. You did. It's this. Don't you dare say it's a paradox. It's not like saying that this statement is false. It's just that you're lying. Paradox. I'll go with true. <laughs> Oh, okay, we gotta <laughs> we gotta make sure our words beyond that are spoiler free. Yes. Uh, today we well today this episode I guess we will be reviewing Portal Two. Uh, we will give you warning about the review being present, and and if you have not played it yet, and we will try to be careful. I have already figured out my well not my entire words. I did not write this all down, but I think I have figured out. How to talk about it and yet also be spoiler free. So we'll we'll see. I'll give you a warning if I really uh, if I really want to, I can actually go in afterwards and just put a little like spoiler alarm before we talk about the review. Yeah, and then uh, tell you to uh, skip the review. And I can actually I'll just put in afterwards how long the review actually came to, so I can say, oh, if you'd like to skip ahead the following amount of time to this time, yeah, feel free to do so. I think that's a good idea. Because Portal is about the story, so. But we'll get into that. Currently, um, to update everybody, my phone is now working again. Well, Yay. my phone. Your new phone. My new phone, which um, looks like it's been around a little bit longer than my actual phone. Well, the replacement phone looks a little worse for wear than my original phone, but what can you do? This one actually works. So what happened? I don't even know what I did because I did it again and it worked fine. So now I have Cyanogen uh, 7.02 on here. I have one problem with it, though. What's that? Um, it's not letting Gmail sync. Oh. Does yours sync? Yes. Quite well. Huh. Mine is not. Mine, I mean, every so often it, it'll screw up the, the sync, and I won't get the notification that I have new email. But then I, I just go to the email application, and it syncs just fine. Oh, you see, I don't reuse the email application. I use the Gmail application. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying the Gmail application. Okay, because there, there's two of them on there, and they both can work. Yeah, but you want to use the Gmail application for Gmail. Which is funny, because the email application works actually fine with Gmail. It was the Gmail application could not actually work with Gmail. It was weird. I was very that, confused. That is weird. So you've, in, you've installed Cyanogen? Yes. And there are a lot more options than I think I would want on a phone. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Um. You could say amazing. I could say overwhelming. I would agree with that, which is why I generally just do what I need to do and not do the others. Like a lot of the stuff I just turn back to normal. Right. Although some of the stuff on there, like the uh, the rendering widget. What? There is a widget that you can use for render effects. What? When you press and hold on the home screen, it comes up and says wallpaper, live wallpaper, widget. You click widget. You scroll down, and there's one that has the Cyanogen logo, and it says Render FX Widget. Okay. Uh, you can have it, it. It has two preset ones, and then there's some... Uh, actually, it's way more than two preset ones. There's two main presets that I use, uh, and one of them is called Night. You mean Night Mode? Yes. 
What does that do? It disables the uh, green and blue LCDs. Dude! So all it is is red, shades of red, which means it won't interfere with your night vision. So when I'm driving at night and I need the GPS, or when I'm driving at night and I'm listening to music, I will turn that on so that it is not blinding anymore. (laughs) Or you can use it with a Google Sky Map. Cool, huh? crazy. Okay, I need to turn it off and then get rid of it for the time being. (laughs) Why get rid of it? Well... I still need to figure out how I want to set up my five home screens. You can add more. You can add more? Yeah. I find five too many. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm up to seven. Like I said, overwhelming five screens. What? (laughs) I don't need five screens. I had two that I used last time. Yep. Well, I have two screens that are full four by four widgets. Those are big widgets. Yeah. Well, it's the full screen. So one of them is my agenda, where I, I got the free app from Amazon. It was Business Calendar for five bucks for free. And it's Google Calendar on crack. So it means you're actually using your Google Calendar? I, I am. I have been for some time. You say that, yet there have been conflicts with stuff that I know is on your Google Calendar. Because for some odd reason, I see your Google Calendar. Well, that's because I shared my Google Calendar. What I didn't do is share Mr. Pillay's Google Calendar. Oh, there are two. There are two. That seems a little overkill. Well, this program handles them. And in fact, I've got Laura's calendar on here as well. It still seems a little overkill. It's really, really nice. I am a simple man with simple wants and simple needs. I know. That's all I can say. It's just a, a simple answer to your complex question. I didn't ask a question. In fact, you asked the question of what to do with five screens. And I say add more and then do some screens that are just solid widget. Yeah, I'm fine with just making have phone you, calls. Have you added the power bar widget? The what? The power controller widget. The what? Uh, go to widgets, and it's called power control. It's, in fact, right above render FX. What does it do? It is quick toggles for things like the Wi-Fi, the Bluetooth, the GPS, whether oh. or not you want to sync, whether or not you want to broadcast a Wi-Fi hotspot, which wouldn't do you much good, but you can turn that one, you can remove that one. It's, it's fully customizable. You can add and remove whichever ones you want. Yo, dog, I heard you like Wi-Fi on your phone. So you can take a data signal from Wi-Fi and then rebroadcast it on Well, Wi-Fi. actually, you wouldn't be able to because once you broadcast the Wi-Fi, it disables the Wi-Fi. Oh, so that wouldn't work. No, but you could tether it to your computer. And you could bridge it, and then you could broadcast it. But then again, you could just broadcast from your computer in the first place. Which would defeat the whole purpose of it. Well, I guess not. No. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah. You, can, you can take in... No, can you do... Yeah, because you can share the, uh, the wired connection with your laptop. Mm-hmm. Huh. But anyway, yeah, most of these things on my phone, I... You don't know yet. I don't know yet, nor do I really need... No, although I do recommend at this point checking out Amazon's App Store every day. I thought we had talked about, was it last week or two weeks ago, about how bad? Yeah, well, it's not bad. It's potentially bad. But this free app a day thing is just so, I mean, (laughs) there are some really good apps. Two weeks ago. It's titled IGDA Concerned Over Amazon App Store, and then you're just telling everybody to go to the Amazon App Store. It's almost like shopping at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny if you think about it, because here in Michigan, we shop at Myers, which is basically like Walmart. Except that they don't do the same crap Walmart does. True. 
Meyer does not lock in their workers. Ah, actually, Meyer is unionized, and part of the unionized agreement when I was working there was that we were supposed to, at um, any point in time, be basically forced to work an extra hour if needed. Yes, but that was part of a union agreement, which right there is your biggest difference between Meyer and Walmart. But if you're working at Walmart, if they ask you to stay late, you can say no and leave, and they should not be allowed to do anything to you. Except fire you. Not if they request you to, without any sort of prior... Um, Why? What's, what's to stop them, Andy? I don't remember. There isn't a union. Do you know what happens to Walmart stores when they unionize? The Walmart store gets shut down. They close the store. <laughs> it's happened, I think, three times. Yeah. Walmart just writes it off. They'd rather close the store than deal with a union. So we should probably hit some topics. I suppose so. By the way, graduation was today. What? Graduation was today. For? Michigan. Oh, so? I don't know. (laughs) I had to drive through throngs of people all dressed in cap and gown. There was lots of hugging in the streets as I drove back to the apartment. Why were they that far away from the football stadium? Andy, the apartment isn't that... A, the apartment isn't that far from the football stadium. B, I was driving past the football stadium. Oh, I was well, driving on State Street. Well, that's not good. Granted, if you're coming from south, there's only really two ways to get into Ann Arbor. One yep. is directly by the football stadium, which yep. would be really bad. And the second one is State Street. I can't think of a third way to get up from south from Ann Arbor. Stadium? That's not really south. That's east. Now, you could take Packard. Yeah, at which point you cross state anyways. <laughs> yeah, but the, where it crosses is more closer to the quad than it is the football stadium. But that's neither here nor there. Well, it's actually here, but anyways. So, topics. Um, where, where to start? Since they're all my topics. How about at the top, Andy? Okay, at the top. Talk to me about solar panels. Well, there's actually two topics about solar panels. Talk to me about the first topic about solar panels. Actually, never mind. I removed the second one because I thought it was too ridiculous. Okay. But the first one is, well, the only one now. What was it? Um, It was about the fact that somebody had increased solar panel uh, efficiency by 80%. Cool. By creating this weird 3D sort of thing. It was very confusing. Okay. Talking about nano cones and I don't know. Are we talking about real science or pseudoscience? Real science. Wow. Okay. Cool. By 80%, that means they took the efficiency from 1.3% up to like 2 point... Ah, percentile increase. Yeah. Not, they are now 80% efficient. No. Okay. They, that's like, why I said that inc- is major. What the hell? <laughs> that's what I said. They increased the efficiency by 80%. Of its current efficiency. Yes, which was 1.3%. <laughs> Not, it is now 80% efficient. Your internal combustion engine can't even get 80%. Yeah. So, just... Most but, things can't get 80%. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of heat loss. Um, the study was done in California, just to put a preface on this so you can probably see why. Um, Where it's going? Yeah. The study found homes with sol- solar panels sold for an extra $5.50 per watt of solar power installed for an average of 17000 more per house. Wait a minute. What do you mean, wait a minute? Oh, per watt. Okay. Yeah. Not kilowatt. No, that would be a lot. That would power a city if it was five. That would be a lot of kilowatts. But yeah, just well, watts. You're doing the math right now, aren't you? So they've got about 3.1 kilowatts on their house. Yes. Okay. That's reasonable. Yeah. I like how, 
watt, like 5.5 per watt, that doesn't sound like very much. Oh, it's watt, not kilowatt. Oh. So, yeah, the the article is probably saying that um, this will debunk the not in my backyard mentality. Mm-hmm. Which anybody who think wants to debunk that not in my backyard mentality um, should spend a week living under a ginormous wind turbine. It gets pretty windy under them. It gets pretty loud around them. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Um, Kalamazoo Valley Community College, where I took my welding course, um, Mm -hmm. has a very substantial solar energy, wind energy, like green technology group. Let's talk about solar panel and wind turbine installation. So they have one next to the technology school, which is where I parked for my welding course. Just getting out of there, you could just hear the... Huh. Of the blades just spinning around. So you don't want one in your backyard, but you know, a couple miles away wouldn't be bad. Yeah, if it's out in the middle of nowhere, like the ones we always pass by on the trip out to uh, PAX, out in the middle of nowhere in Washington, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Solar panels are better, though, because you can just put them on your roof. Yep. But yeah, the wind turbines, oh, I don't know. Granted, also, the study was done in um, California. California, right. So take it with a grain of salt. Because here in Michigan... What may be true there is not necessarily true everywhere else. It's it's hard to get your solar panels to work when they're covered with two feet of snow. Yeah. Unless you somehow get the solar panels to heat themselves to melt the snow. Yes, but that would require energy. Which they cannot get because they're covered in snow. Paradox! So yeah, there's interesting thought, but probably not here. Another interesting thing is it turns out uh, Mac users are more liberal than PC users. Really? Yeah. It was a study that, done. Is that, is that primarily because there are something like 90 times the number of PC users than there are Mac users? Well, okay. This was a survey done of 388,313 users. Okay. So it was a very large Go on. survey group. of the respondents are self-described PC people, and only 25% of users are Macintosh people. So So they have no Mac users, or fewer Mac users. Yes. A quarter of 400,000 is... Say it again. A quarter of how much? A quarter of approximately... We'll just round it up to 400,000. Is 100,000. I don't even need a calculator for that. Wow. Guess which one of us is a math teacher? Hi. So yeah, the PC users, um, only 13, 36% of the PC users claim themselves to be liberal, and 58% of the Mac people are liberal. Okay. So if you do... Uh, I, you know, I'm not even... I don't... I mean, some of these are just so ridiculous. 60% of the Mac people have completed a four-year college. They don't say how many of the PCs did. They should say it in there. Oh, sorry, compared to 54%. Okay. There you go. Hmm. Well, let's think about this. On average, who makes more money? People who have a four-year degree or people who don't? On average, people who have a four-year degree? Yeah. Hey, look at that. What's more expensive, a Mac or a PC? A Mac. Hmm. I, this is such garbage. You don't like surveys of any kind, do you? I really don't. Every time having, I bring up a survey of any kind, you just... a stats teacher, I really don't. Because, uh, no, it, it's garbage. You can't draw information from it. Not like that. I mean, you can say, like, this was our results, but you cannot abstract that out. Even though they, they even ask things about... Um, yes, even though. Mac people are 80% more likely than PC people to be a vegetarian. Okay. PC people prefer McDonald's fries, followed by steak fries. Mac people prefer bistro-type fries. 
This is ridiculous. What the hell is a bistro type fry? I don't know. Back users like hot toddies. God, this is just playing into the Mac stereotypes ridiculously. Yeah. So, Redbox. Yes. I the, used them twice last week. The refrigerator for DVDs that's everywhere. You gotta start being original, Andy. Stop quoting the dang article. You could just say the vending machine that does DVDs. True. Since that's far more accurate than a refrigerator. But it's refrigerator sized. Not even. I mean, well, I, I should say it depends. My refrigerator is significantly smaller than a red box. That's because you live in my first apartment. Yes. <laughs> my refrigerator is still quite tiny. You could have an easy bake. Well, you can't have an easy bake oven anymore. I don't have space for an easy bake oven. Partly because I have a real oven. Yes, but your real oven's about the same size as my niece's play school no. oven. No. It's not much bigger, Dave. It's bigger. Calm. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Try to argue with me about that. That it's, Oh, my gosh. I will take a measuring tape to it. <laughs> Redbox has been kind of beta testing, if you will, games. Yes. Where they rent out games instead of DVDs and movies. And they've actually been in testing for about two years now. Yep, and they they have finally released it to the lot. Well, they will be releasing it to the uh, larger public June seventeenth, so approximately a month and a half from now. And I'm iffy about it. They're doing what I'd hoped they wouldn't do, which is they are selling them at two dollars a day. <laughs> now, granted, let's look at this realistically. First off. Blockbuster yes. is five days for $9. Yes. So that is cheaper if you have it for more than five days or if you have it the full five days. Well, if you have it the full five days, Redbox would be 10 Blockbuster would be 9 Yeah, plus tax on both of them. Gamefly. Gamefly is a monthly fee. Yeah. But we've talked about the, the Gamefly issue. Of the fact that... I have it, 18 games on my queue and they send me number 17. And with things like Gamefly, it is not nearly as fast as Netflix. No. You lose a week to shipping time. Which hopefully, um, oh, it turns out the, the ruling for that Gamefly versus post office thing. Yeah. Instead of giving Gamefly preferential treatment, it's going to remove the preferential treatment for, for Netflix. Netflix. Ouch. Netflix is going, oh, damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm Why'd so you have to bring it up? Now we gotta pay more money. Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm still surprised Netflix hasn't done games. Well, that's because they're switching to a streaming-only company. Yeah, but they had the infrastructure already there. That is true. They could have done games so easily. Yeah. I originally thought Gamefly was Netflix, that it was like a, a sub-company. It's not. So, Redbox is $2 a day. Now, here's the thing, though. If I finish a game, if I go rent a, a quick little kind of pick me up and blast through it in two days that's four bucks mm -hmm. that's nothing compared to going to blockbuster or getting it from Gameflight. now you you could do something slightly less than ethical and if you're going to blast through it in two days go by gamestop and then take it back and return it within seven days and it's free but you're only allowed to do so many of those per month really unofficially that's why they keep track of your name and address and such ah. when you return them so take it to a different GameStop. Yes, because all the GameStops, you know, don't talk to each other. No, but you can use a fake name and address if you don't pay with a credit card. They ask for your driver's license. I don't have it on me. <laughs> How did you drive to the store then? I took the bus. Ooh. All right, Dave, I want you to try that one time. 
buy a game from GameStop and try returning it without your driver's license and see what happens. Okay. Let me know. Okay. It's really not ethical at all. It's completely within their policy, but it really is not ethical. I'm just trying to think of how many games did I get? Okay, so game is, what, 60 bucks right now? So if I keep it for a month, I should have just bought it? Yeah. (sighs) I don't know, because there's there's not many times where I would just rent it for $2 a day and then just blow through it. That's all I would be doing that day, is just playing that game. It depends on the game. It depends what's going on. But, like, Halo Reach, I wanted to play for the story. I have Halo 3 for multiplayer. I, I really could have cared less about the Halo Reach multiplayer. I wanted to play it for the story. I blew through that in a day. Really? Yeah. Huh. I just played it on easy mode? Uh, no. I played it on normal. Really? You wanted it? You wanted to play it for the story, and, and you didn't play it on easy mode? Yeah. Well, because I like a little bit of a challenge. I played ODST on insane. How quickly did you die? <laughs> Two hits. <laughs> There were things that would instant kill you. <laughs> it, it took me a couple days to get through that. Ah. So I'm interested in this, and I, I will actually be sure to try it out. There are red boxes very close to me. I don't know where my nearest red box is. I think well, we looked this up at some point, and then I promptly forgot because yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. There, there's a couple Walgreens near you that have one. Yeah. It's act, it really is worth trying. But I just don't know how many games that I would... No, not even for the games. Just It's worth trying it for the movie. I mean, it's really convenient. I don't know. I actually want to try out the... Uh, well, I was going to try out the Hulu Plus. It's not on the topics here, but um, did you get the email about the free week of Hulu Plus on the Xbox? I did not. Oh. You or at least I didn't see one. Oh. You should have gotten one a day or two ago. Okay. Mine arrived on... Let me load up Gmail. 29. So yesterday. Okay. I'll take a look. You can try Hulu Plus for a week on your Xbox. Um, it's a little ridiculous, though, because some of the things that you try and watch are listed as web only. What? Yeah. So as opposed to what? Watching them on your TV through your Xbox. But that is the web. Not according to them. What's the difference between the web on my Xbox and the web on my computer? Your web on your Xbox connects to your TV. It's a different screen. No, it's not. <laughs> well, those people who actually have a TV that their Xbox is hooked up to. That does not include you and me, but for other people. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, when I first heard that, I thought people were joking, but trying it out. Yeah, there's some stuff that you cannot watch on your Xbox because Hulu lists it as web only. Okay. In the meantime, let's get through. We got stuff we got to do, so let's get through this. We've got uh, Europeans fighting over a standard vehicles. A A standard vehicle? Well, a standard plug. For yes, for the electric vehicles, this was something that most people didn't think about, but um, it's highly apparent it could be a problem, especially since um, if you go to a gas station, every car can fill up at the gas station because they're all standardized. Right, but if it's a plug, then it, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, think of how many years until just recently when everybody agreed to the micro USB plug for your cell phone how many people oh do you have this plug do you have that plug i remember my brother asking me hey do you have an ipod plug because i got to charge my ipad and i forgot it like yeah i I have that around here i can go grab it well that's a bad example because apple within their own company has had a standard plug for oh the magnetic plug well no the the ipod okay the ipod dock yeah it's the the that's been standard since like 2002 but still if i had something else and i only had an if i had an ipod I wouldn't be able to use the micro USB cord because it's not an iPod cord. Right, right. Problem with, if you're trying to expand electric cars out to the mainstream, you'd have to have, at some point, some sort of electric... Standard plug. Electric gas station. Yep. Which people are finding out 
is, is it problem. more difficult than you'd think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Valve and single-player games. Yeah, this was kind of surprising. I have not seen this um, firsthand because this was actually written in an iPad app that was put out by Jeff Knightley, the guy who does uh, Game Trailers TV. Okay. Um, he spent a while with Valve while they were making Portal 2, and so he basically it's basically like an online magazine app. Right. So it's a story detailing the history of Portal 2, doing exposés on people who work there, that sort of stuff. And one of the things he writes in there is the fact that Gabe... Newell. Yes. The, the head of Valve. Yes, that Gabe, not um, Gabe and Tycho Gabe. Right. But he was listed uh, saying that Portal 2 will probably be Valve's last game with an isolated single-player experience. What this all means is something Gabe is still trying to figure out. So, uh, Careful there. That's not a quote from Gabe Newell. That's a quote from Knightley. Which... Um, he picked up from He heard from directly from people. Valve founder Gabe Newell on the company's project manager, Eric Johnson. I can't, like I said, I can't get you the actual quote because it's an iPad app and I don't have an iPad. But he says he heard from Gabe himself. Right. But it is not a direct quote. It's the not. The Kotaku article is crap. Let me just tell you that. But it's the easiest one that I could find. Yes, but it is not a direct quote. Now, what that means for Half-Life 3 or Half-Life 2 Episode 3, Lord only knows. Did we have episode three late already? Am I forgetting that one? No. Okay, we have not had episode three yet. God, that's the biggest joke. It's the episodic release that has not been episodic. Yep. So what that means for that, no one knows. This article does, this is why I picked this article, is because it starts listing some other things in there, like the fact that Super Mario includes a second player support. Mm -hmm. Uncharted and Bioshock now both have multiplayer in their sequels. God of War is now going to have a multiplayer mode. Right. So it's, are we actually literally watching the death of the single player experience happening right before our eyes? No, because in every single one of those games, there is still the single player experience. Yeah. But it's becoming less and less about the single player experience. Well, there are because gaming is a social activity. We've talked about this many, many, many times. And what we've even discussed, what defines single-player or multiplayer. Your assertion is With that... the leaderboard experience. ...is multiplayer. Are you just saying that we are ahead of the curve? I'm saying that we should not be discussing this, because we'll get into another argument. Wow, you, <laughs> you are just being a pissy little man today. Pissy little man? Mm-hmm. I want to get to the contest, damn it. <laughs> You're not going to win! I, know, I didn't submit anything. I better not win. <laughs> if I win, something is rigged. <laughs> Especially since you already own it. So you winning it would do nothing. We'd have to do another contest to yes. give it away again. I don't think going through the six entries would take a half hour. No, but the six entries plus the review plus the, or our game plus the random topic. We've got plenty of time. And we still have like eight topics to go through. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the rate you're going through them. Anyway, personalized Google News. Okay. Google News is actually setting up personalization features, which lets you basically slim down to what types of news you want to hear, and then also gives you a recommended section based on topics and news pages you have already viewed. Interesting. I find it a little ridiculous, because it just will then become a closed feedback loop, where you only lurk at certain types of articles, and then it will recommend you certain type of articles based on that, and then you'll read those, and it will recommend you based on the ones you've just read. Part of the news needs to be things that you wouldn't normally look at. Yes. If you just care about well, a specific topic, but you at are the not... same time, I 
don't care about the royal wedding. Even and though the royal wedding had what was, I think it's now the most widely viewed online video was the stream of the royal wedding. Okay, really don't care. Really don't care that this proves that online viewing is has been increasing and is increasing and people are Knew watching it more videos online? Knew it already. Did not need the royal wedding to prove that. Yeah, picking the royal wedding is a hard one because I didn't care about the royal wedding either. Right. <laughs> Yesterday I was more concerned about the shuttle launch, which then got scrubbed and I was pissed. Oh. I was like, I want my shuttle launch, damn it. The last one, isn't it? No. No? No, okay. second to last. The last second one's going to be... June or July. I don't remember okay. off the top of my head. Yeah. Royal Wedding. Don't care. You didn't care about Kate Middleton's dress? No. Or the kiss? Or the no. second kiss that was unprecedented? Or even the more unprecedented fact that Prince William drove his dad's Jag convertible out from the palace back to his place? No. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? I do not care. <sighs> So, okay, so there's the plus thing of not caring about certain things, but then there's my point of saying that you should care about something. You should not just stay inside your bubble. I, right, and I generally don't, but there are things that I'd just like to bubble off. Like American Idol or Justin Bieber? Yes. Yeah, I really wish I could bubble those off too. <laughs> right. So that, I mean, it, it wouldn't be so much as here's what you like as here's not what you don't like. Which you could probably just do in the basis of shutting... Well, it, the, the personalization things are not that specific. It's just literally asking you, okay, how often do you read these sections? Never, sometimes, or always? Mm. And that's your, the first basis of your personalization. The recommendations is based off of articles you've previously read. But it still also gives you a section on the right that gives you top recent stories. So maybe you could go to that to get yep. outside of your bubble. Yep. But See, granted, I, I just do a feed reader anyways and i just check the front page of yahoo every so often and that's my news and npr lots of npr did you see that ping pong shot that was was that on yahoo or was that on msn i think it was on msn so you probably wouldn't have seen that it was a crazy ping pong shot so um down in new zealand um there was a pack and save grocery store which was supposed to be closed on uh, Good Friday. But somebody forgot to tell the automated computer that. So the computer unlocked the doors and turned on all the lights at 8 a.m. on Good Friday, even though there was nobody there. Nope there. Oh, God. <laughs> so the doors opened. Nobody was there. First customer entered the unattended supermarket at 8.03. So two dozen people came into the store, and half of them paid for their groceries and then left without even having anybody there. Wow. Because <laughs> there's the automated machines. Yeah, the little self-checkouts, which were working fine until somebody um, scanned a bottle of alcohol, which required a staff member to check a customer's age before the system unlocked. Mm-hmm. Since there was nobody there, nobody could unlock it. So at that point... Someone finally realized, hey, there's no one here. Yeah, it was... Uh, police were alerted at 920 so it took them an hour and a half for somebody to call saying, um, wow, something's wrong here. But I just don't like it. Half of the people still paid for their groceries and left. So, mm-hmm. oh, and the, the owner is, uh, he was initially furious over the incident, fearing that thousands of dollars of groceries may have gone out the door, but he could see the humor in the situation. So it, it's, I mean, I'm glad he's laughing with us. Yeah. Uh, like it's. Yeah, it, it was guy. a little nuts, but hey, this is kind of funny. 
your first customer. It says a lot about the future of, of the industry, though. Yeah. You just have the overnight people restock everything, and then the day. You, may, you have, what, one person running the checkout just to yeah. make sure that if somebody needs to buy booze that they can. Yep. Everything else will be completely automated. I'm kind of surprised it was legal to buy booze on Easter Sunday. <laughs> well, this was Good Friday. Oh, Good Friday. Okay. I wonder if they actually were closed on Easter or if they corrected the mistake. I, I don't know. It, that's, uh, I thought it was quite humorous. Yeah. And it was geeky with the fact that a computer can control the doors and lights. Oops. <laughs> oh, what All else right. have we got? What's going on SETI. with SETI? Um, not much this, at the moment. And it's not looking good. No. The fact that uh, SETI, the Allen Telescope Array, which is their new version of the very large array, yeah, um, that's completely put into hibernation. Even though it's only built, I think was it only fifty dishes out of the three hundred and fifty have actually been installed, and they're already closing the doors on it. Yeah, like permanently or temporarily. Or? Well, they don't have funding. They have basically <laughs> enough funding to keep a support staff there to keep everything able From to be used breaking. whenever they get more funding. But so they can keep it in stasis. Yeah, and that's it. Okay. Which SETI has always been weird to me. Like, I, I understand that we probably should be looking for extraterrestrial intelligence. If but should we be spending that much money on it? Well, everybody, I guess, says no, because NASA's cut their funding. Congress yep. has cut funding. Everybody, especially with the economy the way it was, nonprofits were the first things to be hit. Because people are saving the money for themselves rather than donating. Money. Yeah. But... I don't know. I feel like it needs to be done, but it's it's one of those things that it it's needs not to be going done. To, I just don't want to have to pay for it. Well, it's not going to prove its worth until something actually happens. Right. And even then, who knows if we've proven our worth. There's tons of people who think that we shouldn't be looking for aliens because if we find them, we're fucked. <laughs> oh, the classic Stephen Hawking's, the uh, Native American mm-hmm. quote or whatever it was that – when the Spanish came, that was not good for the Native Americans. Right. Yeah, the Aztec were, were not too pleased. Oh, by the way, speaking of extraterrestrials and being mistaken for gods, I watched uh, Stargate again. Ah! For the first time since I was old enough to actually understand it, which is to say uh, 16 years. The movie or the series? The or movie. The movie, okay. Yeah. I, I saw it when it came out in like and 94. I, didn't, I had no idea what was going on. It was pretty effects. And there was something about a candy bar. That was about it. And a can of uh, a box of Kleenex. A box of Kleenex. Yes, there was a box of Kleenex. Yeah. Uh, so I watched it again, and it, that's a really good story. Yeah, I like the series better, though. The series took the basic idea of Stargate mm-hmm. and was able to expand it and made it feel like Star Trek. Well, I will have to go and watch the series now. Which in my kind of funny free time this I am now currently in the middle of a first season marathon of uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Ooh, Next Generation's good. I know, which we started watching, but we caught most of the BBC America and Fox in the second and third season. Mm-hmm. So I still wanted to go back and watch the first season to understand what the hell is going on. What was the primary thing in the first season? Uh, there was Encounter at Farpoint with Q at the very start. Yes, that was the very beginning. That's episode one. But what's the overarching story for season one? I don't know. I, you don't know? Okay. <laughs> we watched the first two episodes. Okay. Well, technically the first three because Farpoint was a two-parter. Yeah, so but we're on episode, episode. We just finished episode three, which was kind of a rehash of an earlier original series episode. Yep. So... 
I will let you know in the next, okay. you know, like two days because there's 26 episodes in the first season. Yeah, I know. It's a good, good show, though. It really is. It's one of those things that I probably should have been a fan of, but wasn't for some odd reason. Well, now you and get I don't a know why. to do it again. I know, which is why I'm doing it. Yes. Okay, uh, EA Sports. Yeah, there was a memo that was leaked to a couple of news agencies. I actually had to find one that actually would post the memo without making me sign in. Okay. Um, which I found to my classic industry gamers actually did. But the... Uh, they're EA thinking about Sports adding a EA, yeah, EA Sports subscription service of a price point of around fourteen ninety nine to thirty four ninety nine. I'm guessing is that per month or is that see that no, annual is, subscription? That that is something I'm again very disappointed in. This, in fact, whole, this is a whole episode of disappointments. Damn you, Andy! Disappointments and paradoxes. No, there there was only one paradox so far. There was two. The first one was not a paradox. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So not only would you have to, A... Buy the game. Uh, buy the game. B, well, if you're on the Xbox service. 360, pay for Xbox Live, pay for your ISP to actually connect online, you would have to pay 14 to $35 a year on top of that to get discounts on downloadable content. Ooh, a digital badge. Ooh. Ooh. Exclusive opportunities to extend your EA Sports experience to PC and web. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, exclusive DLC for certain EA Sports title. Ability to move DLC to future versions. That, I thought, was kind of surprising because... Well, wait, can't you do that anyways? No, you can't. Oh, to future versions. Yeah, so okay. moving all the DLC you bought from Madden 10 to Madden, Madden 11. 11. What DLC is there to buy? Um, alternate uniforms, alternate stadiums, alternate... Um, Hats. <laughs> no, this is not Steam. <laughs> I love how every single Steam promotion now comes with a hat for Team Fortress 2. Yep. I even got a hat for my portal guys. <laughs> and some flags. Ooh, flags and co-op. And hats. And hats. Hats, hats, and more hats. Mm-hmm. Does the spy have a fedora yet or no? I do not know. That's what I think the spy needs is a fedora. Oh. MC what? Frontalot is at Penguicon. What the hell is PenguinCon? Oh, it's that a, Linux one. That's yeah, in, it's in Troy this year. Ah. Well, you could go up and see him. Or are you too busy grading? I'm, I'm recording with you. Well, yeah, I don't mean night now. Well, his panel is in 20 minutes. Oh. Um, <laughs> I yeah, don't think I can make get that. there. <laughs> no. Even if you left right now, you still wouldn't be able to make it. No. So, I... <laughs> but it, once again, EA is uh, making it harder and harder to... Do anything. Yeah. Which is really funny, because when EA released um, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, mm-hmm. it came with that code that you could only use one time to access the online version of the game. So if I ever sold it again or something, um, they would have to buy their own online subscription for the game. Oh, EA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Apple denies the iPhone tracking. How can you deny something like that? That's what they said. They said that the iPhones were not actually tracking the location. What are they tracking? The GPS coordinates? The location data that researchers are seeing in the iPhone is not of the past or present location of the iPhone, but rather location of Wi-Fi hotspots and cell towers surrounding the iPhone's location, which can be more than 100 miles away from the iPhone. Oh, shit. (laughs) Which, 
So location data, it, they, say, they say specifically, it is not the location of the iPhone in the past or present, but rather the location of Wi-Fi that surrounded the iPhone's location. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, let's extrapolate that. So we're not tracking your iPhone. We're just tracking, we're just tracking everything, everything around, around your, your iPhone. Andy, I'm not tracking you. I swear, I'm tracking your clothing <laughs> that's on your body. <laughs> not the stuff in your closet, just the clothing on your body. I was going to say more along the lines, I'm not tracking you. I'm just keeping tabs on everything you have touched. Yeah. <laughs> and when you touched it. Yep. That's ridiculous. Uh, Delicious got sold. Yes, to the guys from YouTube. Who, well, not well, the original guys who founded YouTube. Yeah, who had then sold it to Google. Yeah. I don't see the point of Delicious anymore. No, it, it's built into the browsers now. Yeah. We had a Delicious page for a while. We did? Yeah. And it's, then we just built our own thing on the... It's probably still there, RA Podcast, Delicious slash RA Podcast. Hold on, I got to... Is it still di. No, no, no. Oh, they actually got delicious.com. Delicious.com. Okay. Shows how long I've been at this site. Yeah. <laughs> delicious.com. November 2nd, 2007. Say goodbye oh to Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this was for us to have our our uh, links. And now we have made our own links. Yeah. First look of the Star Trek film. Craziness. So PopCap uh, and Make-A-Wish got together to make a wish come true. Okay. A nine-year-old had his request to make a video game. That was his Make-A-Wish wish, was to make a video game. So PopCap said, sure, no problem. Wasn't one of the Make-A-Wish kids, uh, they wanted to be in a Penny Arcade strip? Or yes. they wanted to see Penny Arcade or something? They, he wanted to meet the Penny Arcade guys and be in a Penny Arcade comic strip. Okay. But this guy made his own uh, iPad game. iOS game. Well, okay, so iPad, iPhone game. Right. Called Allied Star Police. It's currently not out yet at the moment, but it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yep. Popcap said, sure, no problem. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. It's like all the indie developers in that Valve Portal 2 ARG. Like, yeah, sure, no problem, we can do this. This will be fun. All got together, all worked together, all nice and fun. Um, so there was uh, the Sony fiasco came to a head this week by stating mm. that network account data had been compromised. We, we should point out again, in case you missed it last week, PlayStation has been down. Yes. <laughs> or rather, the PlayStation network has been down. <laughs> Is it still down as we speak? To my knowledge... I haven't seen anything reporting it's back up. Is PlayStation Network down right now? Uh, oh, come on. There's nobody listening. No one's in. registered the website. Is PSN down yet? No. Or is PSN has. up yet? Wow. Huh. All right. We'll just say it's still down. Yep. As of this recording, it's still down. <laughs> and they officially said, um, yeah, sometime between April 17th and April 19th. Someone broke in. Yeah. And uh, was able to steal usernames, passwords, that sort of stuff. So now they have shut down the system, are trying to fix it, and are telling everybody else, hey, uh, you might want to change your... Change your passwords. Speaking of which, I installed LastPass. You did? Yep. What do you think? 
I haven't really gotten a chance to use that. Like I installed it about half an hour before we started. Ah, it's good on new sites. On the old sites, I still kept my old passwords. But, but on the you're new using sites, strong passwords on the new sites. Yeah, which heaven forbid, in case uh, LastPass ever crashes. Yeah, because <laughs> those passwords are quite complex. <laughs> That reminds me, there's a, a phone app for it, isn't it? I think so. So um, the credit card data is safe because it's encrypted, and the credit card companies say nobody has tried using any of the credit card data yet. So I guess that's a plus. Okay. But uh, there's, a, there's a class action lawsuit now pending against PlayStation in California. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Which um, The phone app is for LastPass Premium, by the way. Ah, okay. Um, this topic was put on here just because of that. The fact that recent Supreme Court ruling, um, AT&T versus Conception, it's not going to affect the current PlayStation uh, class, class action, action lawsuit, but any other future cal- class action lawsuits uh, most likely are probably not going to happen. Really? Because the decision of the Supreme Court in a 5-4 to four ruling um, holds consumers to whatever contract they have signed. So if there's an arbitration clause in the contracts which says they must arbitrate any issues individually, oh, wow. the Supreme Court decision will hold them to that. So most Welcome likely to the new EULA. Yeah. I'm guessing everybody now is going to put a thing in there so they can't get a class action lawsuit put against them. Yeah. I am so going to read Justice Thomas's uh, concurrence and the dissent. Well, don't do it now. Now oh. we're on a roll since you want to get to the stuff. Okay, fine. Um, Sony <laughs> tried to, basically, I'm guessing, try and cover up what the hell is going on with the PlayStation Network. Pay no attention to the man behind the mask. Or uh, thing. Yeah, pay no Wall. attention to the service that is currently not working. And pay attention to these two new tablets we have announced. <laughs> Which look like they were drawn up by our concept. Well, why is there music playing? There should not be music playing. There we go. Yeah, these these look like they were thrown together. Well, in one a, does exist because digital design class. One, is, they're both Android three They're currently okay. codenamed S one and S two, which remind me of Thing one and Thing two from yeah. Cat in the Hat. Um, and include the PlayStation certification, which means you can play PlayStation one games on uh, them. Uh, uh, uh. Certain PlayStation One games. Oh, sorry. Certain PlayStation One. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, really interesting thing that I found out. Um, PlayStation Three is backwards compatible to PlayStation One. Um, through the virtual backwards compatibility. Okay. The original one had the old hardware in the PS2, so then it could be completely backwards compatible because it was a hardware backwards compatibility. Right, but the, I mean, I'm not talking about compatible with the PS2. It's compatible with the PS1. Through a virtualization. Is it? Yes. Okay. You That's, know what? That was the problem with the, when, it, when they shrunk it down, they threw out the old hardware. Well, actually, I think even before no, they shrunk even, it down. Even the new ones are still compatible with, with the PS1. But not for all games. Okay. Just like the backwards compatibility of the Xbox 360 to the Xbox is only certain games because it's a virtualization. Okay. Not actual hardware with the old laser. That, yep. that was the thing with the original PS3. It had the old laser in there. Ah. So it could read the new games and it could read the old games. But now it's virtualization. I'm still looking at, I don't know if it's S1 or S2. I'm guessing S2, the one that looks like... Um, I think the S2 looks like the DS. Just wider and fatter. Yeah. You can use it as a virtual keyboard. Ooh. 
because tactile list response keyboards are so awesome. Hey, you could play Crash Bandicoot with a tactile list joy, uh, the the old PS controller. Right. Ooh. Anyways. So that was, I guess, PlayStation trying to cover their butts. Yeah. That, well, it's Sony saying, like, um, 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 look over here. Shiny. Shiny. God damn it. Look at the shiny. Um, and now, uh, going back to the, uh, phone. We should have actually done this after the AT&T one. Yep. Yep. But location. Um, Verizon has now told Congress that they plan on putting warning labels on the phones that state. I will read this in its entirety. First off, it's the remove before use because it's a sticker on the screen. This device is capable of determining its and your physical geographical location and can associate this location data with other customer information. To limit access to location information by others, refer to the user guide for location settings and be cautious when downloading, accessing, or using applications and services. That's a lot. It's a mouthful. I need a drink after that. Hold on. (laughs) So I think that's Verizon saying, hey, we're going to warn people. Don't look at us. Yep. Not us. We're not, not going to follow us. what Apple did. We we actually are going to uh, let them know beforehand, <laughs> and we won't deny it because we told them beforehand. Yeah. We told you that this device is going to find your location. It's not our fault if uh, something happens. Sorry. Yep. Okay, so Dave, we're through the topics. Yay. So which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do the games or the random review? Oh, let's. Let, what about the contest? That, well, the contest is going to be part of the review. Oh, or unless you want to do the contest separately. because uh, I wanted you. You have six entries for this contest. Yes. None of them are mine. No. Uh, I'd I'd kind of like to hear what you got. Okay, I will um, go down the list actually in reverse chronological order because that's how they came into my email box. Well, as at the list right now. Um. The most immediate use, most of one entry, the most immediate use of the portal gun for me would be to cut the commuting. Picture yourself working a long day. The day's almost over and the weather outside is something out of a nightmare. You've got quite a ways home. You have no car and the last bus or tram is full to the brink and the only option is to walk dead tired after a long day. Now, if you had set up a portal combo the day before, you could just take a few steps away from your office and be on your couch at home. Brilliant. I have issues with it. (laughs) For the one that you would have to always keep your home and office so close together. Right. That your you're, boss you're could just walk over going. <laughs> boss goes, you're not sick. <laughs> I can see you from where I'm standing. Yeah. Stop playing Portal 2 and get to work. Come on, it's five feet away. Although going home for lunch would be really nice. <sighs> yeah, but normally when I'm here at lunch, I just eat things like SpaghettiOs. Okay. I don't know, there's only so many times I can eat SpaghettiOs in a row. I have to variety it up with ravioli and sometimes soup. Uh, okay. So that that's number one, is yes. connecting home and office. Yes. Number two. Uh, if I had a portal gun, I would use it to become an entertainer slash magician. Tricks include cutting a person in half, setting up two boxes on top of or next to each other. Touching sides would each have a portal already set up. Person gets in with half their body in one box, going through the portal, and half their body in the next box. Another person would then cut the boxes in half between the two portals. This would allow for any number of things that the performer would be able to do. Also, juggling. This would allow such manipulations as pass juggling with yourself or allow bouncing balls to bounce from one side to another easily. So like Michael Motion with his triangle thing, but with portals. Yes. He actually linked Michael Motion 
in the email. I think I can guess who that is, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I think you can guess who that is as well. Um, the applications for entertainment could allow for greater number of fun and crazy magic tricks slash manipulations. I would make Chris Angel look like a freaking joke. <laughs> so we have um, going home quickly. Juggling. Juggling and magic. Quotes, uh, air quotes. Number, number three, I would mostly shoot a portal to the sun, shooting another to all my enemies, burning them alive. Bah, ha, ha, ha. Um, I don't know if a portal could actually take hold on the sun, because it isn't the sun entirely gas. gas. Yeah. There's no solid to connect to. Uh-oh. I might have okay. to fail that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I had the um, sound from The Price is Right when you fail. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Sad trombone. Do, do, do. Um, if I had a portal gun in real life, I put one portal into my fridge and open the other one every time I needed a snack. I would not be afraid anymore to do bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> if I fall, I could fall into the portal and then just... Well, granted, you'd have a lot of momentum. So you have to put that portal somewhere else where you'd have to uh, not, you know, hit something really fast. Um Okay, anyway, moving on. I would play Guess Who and then disappear to make people crazy. I would create a closed pierced box with a portal inside as my own inventory. I would put one in a frame on my wall and the other in front of random famous paintings. I would go behind you and steal the Portal 2 game. That was a joke, haha, fat chance. This one is actually, um, he apologizes if I made any spelling mistakes. I'm French. Ah. Ah. Okay. The only problem with putting it in front of random famous paintings is means that you random have to go people to rand- could walk into your house. Yeah. Not to mention you'd still have to go to the random famous paintings to place the portal. Mm. Oh, this one is in the form of a haiku. Oh, someone is F- – hey, speaking of which, whatever happened to your daily haiku? Um, it's hard making up haikus. <laughs> Trying to make them topical. Ugh, it's a lot of work. Anyways, someone's going after Andy's uh, his his. They're heart. playing at my heartstrings, basically. Yeah. All right. So the haiku. Let's hear it. Okay. Above a koi pond, blue portal sits. Orange waits. Insta Zen device. Turn any location into a koi pond observation space in seconds. <laughs> Feel the cosmos flow through you as you focus on how best to tackle Glados without the consequences of incineration. Hmm. I like it. You could even feed the fish. <laughs> That's one way you could do it. It's just if you don't, can't travel with your pets, just put a portal at home. Travel with your travel to wherever you're going. You can take your pets through the portal, and then when you have to go home, you can just walk home. <laughs> yeah, walk home. There's another thing I was thinking with the fridge. The the fridge you wouldn't want because as soon as you open it, you're it's like leaving the fridge door open. You're just burning energy, and then you. Because you can't close the the portal from. Because every time you'd have to re, you'd have to close the portal from the inside. Yeah, and then you'd have to reapply it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, final one. Um, it seems to me that there are two things that famously don't mix, and that if you could mass transport, such with two pipelines and a portal gun across each other, you could bank on both ends of the line. Oil and water. Let's see. Did you say Michigan refinery? Because I sure as hell did. What is he actually planning on doing here? Managing the jobs, actual plants, infrastructure. You could save the state. Okay, check this. The spread between the rich and poor and the nations that happen to have all this oil is very ridiculous, so let's exploit the shit out of it. Ooh. Give them a water park. 
and we take their oil. Okay. So someone is suggesting that we use the portals to build a pipeline to transfer from, from like water Michigan from the to Texas. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing more of a. Uh, do you think really some sheik's little boy isn't going to wet himself over having a nearby splash mountain? They have it. <laughs> have you seen? They built a beach in Dubai. <laughs> they built islands in Dubai, and then they that promptly are, that are air conditioned sand. <laughs> sank didn't the didn't the u.s or the world islands start to sink or something like that i don't know but yeah they dubai already has all probably a splash mountain they, and yeah i don't know if i really want to try and we already are basically selling lake michigan to other states right which is fine for our cottage up on the lake michigan side because that means we get a nice giant beach full of the squeaky michigan sand but then there are other places like my grandparents' house up in Traverse City, which is on the Grand Traverse Bay. Yeah. Which basically has turned into a marshland because of how much the um, the water is receding. Yeah. So it's a neat idea. It's a way to basically earn money off of it. But yeah, but it's the reason why we're going to survive and everyone else is not. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, we're why, from Michigan. It's the reason why World War Three is going to be fought in Michigan. <laughs> Defend our lakes. It's not. Yeah, the question is not going to be oil. The question is going to be water. And we are sitting. Uh, I think we are sitting on the largest freshwater lakes. Yes, Andy. There is nothing larger than the Great Lakes. Largest freshwater lakes in the world. Lake Superior, Lake Huron, Lake Michigan. Ah, the Caspian Sea is a sea, not it's- a lake. I, it's it saying is, that it's, uh, it's enclosed, so it's... Mediterranean. Caspian Sea is not Mediterranean. It's up by Russia, I thought. Or is it big enough that it actually goes from Russia all the way down to the... Mini- Hang on. I'm pulling it up. Huron and Michigan are the third and fourth largest freshwater lakes, respectively. Okay. Okay. The largest freshwater lake in the world is Michigan-Huron, if counted as two. Superior is the largest by itself. There's Lake Victoria, Great Bear Lake... Ah, due to the current inflow of freshwater, Caspian is a freshwater lake in its northern portions. Oh. It is more saline on the Iranian shore. Okay. Hmm. It is not fresh. Some of it is freshwater because it's fed by rivers. Okay, so yeah, Michigan, Huron, Superior, Erie, Ontario. Yeah, that's all of them within the top 12. Yeah, it's something like 60% of the world's freshwater. (laughs) Available freshwater. Yeah. A lot of the rest of it is what's stuffed in the it's ice. It's ice. 90, yeah. Like 99% of the freshwater period is in the ice caps. Man, we have a lot of these freshwater lakes in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah. World War Three, man. <laughs> telling you. All right. So is that all six? That is all six. So we've got oil and water with the Middle East. We've got the koi pond. Okay. The portal in a fridge. Okay. And the paintings and other things. The juggling. The juggling, the portal into the sun, <laughs> and the commute ride home. All right, how do we, how do we want to work this? I mean, this is your copy, so it's your rules. You get to decide. Do we want to? Oh, I don't know. I've got my favorite picked out. Okay, which one is your favorite? I, I'd have to go with the koi pond. I was kind of leading that way also, because they know me well enough. To put it in a haiku form. Not, not even that it was a haiku. Just the idea behind it is so awesome. And there, there are issues. Well, other than 
the magician. That one was also kind of a neat idea, but magicians can handle themselves perfectly fine without right. Right. needing portals. So, I mean, it would be really cool that, like, wherever you're at, you just put a portal in the floor and you have a koi pond. Hmm. Now, my if I had uh, made an entry into this contest... Yes? Portal on the ceiling, portal on the floor, put some water in it, and put a generator there. Perpetual motion machine. Oh... That would work. Yeah. Huh. It's a brilliant idea. I never would have thought of that. Thank you. Solve the energy crisis. <laughs> Single-handedly. <sighs> Just have to put them high enough up. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have to go with the Koi Pond one as well. Yep. Because that's so- the one that has the least problems. <laughs> Most of which involves strangers walking into walking my house. Into your house. Right. I saw this orange or blue thing. I walked through it, and now I'm here. Where am I? Can I use your bathroom? Oh. I do like the idea of traveling, though, and keeping your pets at home. Yeah. And then just but taking again, them with you. you'd have the portal to your home, wherever yeah. you're at. So you can just, at any time, go home. But so could anyone else. Okay, so you leave it locked up. Kind of like that, that iris. Well, you didn't have the iris in the Stargate movie. But in the Stargate TV show, they had an iris that blocked the gate. Okay. Of the wormhole. So it could still form, but you couldn't put anything through because it would just hit the wall. Okay. So. So, um, who's our winner? I think that's, God, it's the only problem with people using handles is when I get their actual name. Yep. I'll have to double check that. But Alejandra Garcia. There we go. Congratulations. Uh, Andy will send you your free copy of Portal 2 or will contact you for further instructions because you have it already. Okay, so we... So, review. Yes. Of Portal 2. Yes. Which we just gave away. Yes. I loved it. I hate Wheatley. I do. Oh, by the way, um, theoretically possible incoming spoilers. If you would like to avoid the possibility of any Portal 2 spoilers, please fast forward 10 minutes. But, yeah, I hated Wheatley. I hated Wheatley in the beginning. I am not a fan of that whole Ricky Gervais sort of humor. I didn't feel like it was Ricky Gervais sort of humor. I had it the entire time. I was just feeling that same sort of thing, and I just, I did not like him. If he was not in the game, I would have been happier. Well, there also would have been significantly less of the game. Yes, that is also true. He He's kind of a central figure. I know, but I just don't like him as a central figure. Have you played through the commentary yet? No, not yet. I was actually in the middle of that. Because they, they talk about where Wheatley came from and what their original plan had been. Ooh. And the original plan for Wheatley had been a whole series of spheres. Hmm. And that there would be many Wheatleys. And they That's had what all I actually thought rejects. was going to originally happen. When they introduced Wheatley a long time ago, I thought they were going to give multiple companion, or not companion yep. cubes, uh, spheres, cores or whatever they're called. Cores. The ones from the original portal. Yep. So, and in fact, when you get to the, the pile of rejected cores, that's, some of those were, were the original alternate Wheatleys. Now, I actually didn't like GLaDOS as much in this game as the previous one. Really? Because this time, she was, in the original game, it was just, it felt like she was just a computer program that somebody put in there to help you along. And it felt like these things that you always have to deal with in any type of business where somebody during a training program would put some sort of stupid thing that you'd have to trudge through. And, oh, congratulations on getting right, being able to use a mouse. 
That's what it felt like in the first one. This one, she was just pissed at me. You killed her. I know. And, and she of, had to relive that infinitely, indefinitely. Well, if she had it all that time, she probably could have thought of some better comebacks than what she you originally had. You killed her. I just didn't find the humor as funny. I thought it was hilarious. Now, halfway through the game when everything changes, that seemed interesting. Yeah. The That's when from, from villain to not. Yeah. Or less of a villain. Also, the, um, the Cave Johnson character, that actually was my favorite character of the game. You know what his personality really reminded me of? What? Stephen Colbert. <laughs> oh, I could see that. Yeah, that could work. When life gives you lemons, fuck lemons. <laughs> burn the house down. Burn the house down, make lemons that burn. Now, the... That's a very Colbert attitude. Now, I still remember all the videos that were posted about, like, the, the bouncy gel and the, the acceleration gel and all those videos that were released to try and tease Portal. Mm-hmm. Most of those didn't really show up all that much. Um, they seemed like they were going to be something else, and they just kind of threw them in there. The gels? Yeah. Or the videos? The gels. The gels were key for, a, like, a, a full third of the game. Hmm. Well, okay, learning about the gels at the beginning, that just seemed ridiculous. Like, I, I was not pleased with that section of the game. When I felt you, like I had to trudge through that for no apparent reason. After you've fallen down the very long hole? Yes. Okay. It was like, oh, great, now i got to go through all this. Yes, I understand that this does this, and yes, I understand that does that. Can we just hurry this up? Anytime, now. Ah, I kind of liked it, but then I liked the, the whole story thing, and that was pure story. I, I did like the story idea. I was always curious of how it got started, and I actually I, I was curious about the whole Aperture story itself, about the company. Right. And so that, that question did get answered in this game, and I was pleased with that. How it got answered, though. Not so much a fan? No. I was a little... Ugh. Put off, shall yeah. we say. And in learning how Aperture evolved, too, that was actually interesting. That was kind of funny. But that was involved more with the Cave Johnson stuff, rather than the Wheatley and GLaDOS. The, the Cave Johnson section of the game, I felt, was much more interesting, story-wise, mm-hmm. than Wheatley and GLaDOS. But the gameplay section of GLaDOS and Wheatley was better. was better than the Cave Johnson section. I could give you that. So that was my thing. The co-op was really The co-op interesting. is interesting. I'm, I'm only just over halfway through it, so I don't know how much harder it's going to get. I'm stuck... I normally I, th- there was times where I through the entire game I got frustrated because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out but I did figure out all of them on my own and I finished the single player within six hours okay because my Xbox is set up to only work in two hour increments <laughs> so I beat it within six hours because I beat it within three days of okay playing. I still have not figured out the current co-op level that I'm on I know it's supposed to be possible because I have seen people. Well, I mean, I've finished been playing, the game. The the guy I've been playing, we should say, Andy and I have not played co op with each other yet. No, uh, the guy I played with has beaten all of them. Ah, you see, now that was the but, other thing I was curious but about. Here's I, the thing: he's not helping me. Ah, he is playing mute. <laughs> he will sit there and he'll gesture from time to time, but only in direct response to a question. I'll be like. I'm looking for this. Where would it be? I'd be like, look over there. He will follow directions, and we're playing split screen so I can see what he sees. Hmm. 
but he's making me solve them all because he's already done them. Now, you see, I was playing with Johnny, and neither one of us had played co-op before. So we were figuring this out as we were going on, and that... Discovering it together. Yeah. The only problem is, I feel like I have to finish the co-op now with Johnny and nobody else. Right. Because other people, either A, I will get frustrated trying to not tell them what they're doing wrong on the earlier levels that I have figured out, or B, if they've already figured out all of them... You don't want to rush through them. Yeah. So I I think I've got enough experience now with how Bry's been playing it that I I could... I mean, you're further than I am. Yes. So you don't even need to worry about that. No. But I'd be able to do that with someone. I'd be able to play with them and be like, you got to figure it out. I'm here if you need help. But ultimately, I know this stuff. You need to work it out. We should point out, uh, first batch of DLC is being released, and it's free. Yeah, this summer. So, I think they said, was it June or July? But either way, that's just a couple of months away. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to just take a break. You finished it all. You get the DLC in a couple of months. Plenty of time for everybody to finish it. So then you can jump back in. There's going to be single-player and co-op DLC. Yep. So, it should be... It's going to be nice if they can actually release that in an episodic format, yep. you know, rather than did Half-Life. You, did you kill Johnny? Um, a couple of times accidentally. Johnny also killed me a couple of times accidentally. We did nothing okay. on purpose. I, there, at one point, I had thought I saw a portal surface, and my two portals were holding up a bridge, so I couldn't shoot it. And so I signaled to Bry, and of course, he was a mute. So he just kept shooting at it, even though it was pretty clear that it was not a portal surface. And like, okay, I got it. And he kept shooting. Okay, I got it. He kept shooting. I said, okay, screw it. And I killed us both. (laughs) I love how there are achievements for killing your partner. There are? Yes. There are achievements for killing your partner. (laughs) Do you remember the tunnel uh, filled with turrets? Yes. Dance. I did already. Okay. You got that one? I read all the achievements before ah, starting co-op. We didn't read that one beforehand. Ah. Bro, I just did it for the heck of it. <laughs> like, that was a trophy? Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed the story. The song at the end, because of course there's going to be a song at the end. By Jonathan Colton. By Jonathan Colton. I liked Still Alive better. Yeah, but this I one actually, was pretty good. I liked the first song actually better at the end, because there's two songs at the end. Technically, there's three. There's one at the end of co-op, but I haven't gotten there yet. Mm. You you mean the song as you're watching the end video? Yes. Yeah. That song, I actually like better. The Italian opera? Yes. Which isn't actually an opera? No, but it's song in an operatic format. Yeah, so, that one was really good, actually. I like that. And if you have a chance, actually look up the lyrics to it, because that actually touched me a lot more than Jonathan Colton's song. So, it's Portal 2. It's a game I want to finish. So I'm just waiting for Johnny, you know, to appear into the physical world, world again so I can finish it. That's Portal 2. I like it. Everybody else likes it, too, so... Carabella, Carabella. You're looking at the lyrics right now, aren't you? Yes. Shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> All right, so that was Portal 2. is a game we both recommend. If you haven't gotten it yet, and you didn't win our copy. Contest. Um, go get it. Go get it. Or borrow it. Or do something. Yeah. But play it, for the love of God. If you haven't played Portal either, I've got two copies of that. So, um. 
Should we give those to runners up? I mean, I was thinking about. I have a large selection of games. On let me just look to see how many games I currently have that to give away. Okay, we have Condition Zero, Counter Strike Source, Day of Defeat, Deathmatch Classic, Defense Grid, Half Life Two, Half Life Two Deathmatch, Half Life Two Episode One and Two, Blue Shift, Left for Dead Two, Opposing Force, two versions of Portal, Ricochet, Team Fortress Two, and Team Fortress Classic. So perhaps. Uh, at the very least, the the two copies of Portal for the runners up, and the if rest they we... want them. Okay, so maybe they don't want Portal. So who's the runner up then? I don't know. I'll figure that out. We'll okay. figure out if they anybody wants. If any of the people who entered the contest originally would like something on that list, feel free to let me know. Okay. Our thanks for participating in the contest. Yes, you can get a booby prize if you'd like. Okay. So our games, um, we should hit these quickly because we're running out of time now. See, this is what I was telling you about. Okay, I get you your point now. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, we got plenty of time. Distractions, devastation, and paradoxes. Yeah, anyways. So you picked... That's not a paradox. No, I'm saying... Exactly. There was a paradox, not paradoxes. Fine. Rome Total War was your game, Dave. It's a game I actually own. I, I picked it up. I think it. I picked up the entire box, one of those things with like the entire series in a box for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. I just haven't played, played it yet. Play it. Why? It's really good. Can it, you elaborate on that at all? It, it is turn-based strategy with real-time combat. Really? And it's large-scale combat. Hmm. And there's some civ-building type stuff in there, building cities up and maintaining them, etc., etc. I think you'd enjoy it. I spend a lot of time with it, because you can't help but spend a lot of time with it, because the first time you play it, you spend a lot of time with it. Hmm. Try it. I, I guess I will have to okay. now. Yes. Uh, my game was actually Risk. Oh, well, which... that's Rome Total War, just simpler and on a board. I actually didn't play it on a board. The most of the time that I spent was actually on my brother's BBS a long, long time ago. It was called, like, Global Thermo something. Thermonuclear Warfare? No. That's DEF CON. That's, that's DEF which I thought we already talked about on this list. Yeah. Um, but it was a BBS game, and it was Risk, but it was online. They weren't able to call it Risk at the time, but I remember playing Risk the first time and going, oh, this is exactly like this other game. Little did I know I had him backwards. But it's a game that... Risk itself really can't be done in one sitting, because by the time you get to the late stage of the game, you're like, F it all, I'm just going to try it and mm-hmm. see if I win. Yep. But if, you, if you're only allowed to do it at a certain pace online, it actually it's kind of like playing Diplomacy online, where it, I think it works a lot better when it's not in its original format. You know what would work better, well, not work better online, but would be really cool to do online? What? A play-by-email D&D game. Oh, God. I, I even know a couple people who'd be interested in doing that. How many years has it been, Andy? I don't know. I haven't you checked. You just that searched up. for it in your Gmail. No. How long? I has didn't it look been? in Gmail. I was actually trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember who this person is who actually won our contest. Ah, okay. And, random topic. Yes, uh, the random topic I rolled ahead of time. Your first computer. Literally, that's what it said. Your first computer. Uh, which I no um I, first, well, I was I, playing on a Commodore 64. First computer for me, it's still up and still running in my parents' basement. The IBM 286. Yep, I had one similar to that. I I just love how literally it's still running. I could still go down there and use it if I wanted to. Oh, the IBM 286. Cool. So nice. But now, if you think about it, now these kids. What's your first computer? Um, my parents' cell phone. Yeah. 
That's not going to be good. I, again, I weep for our future. Back when times were simpler and you actually had to learn about copy yep. and pasting and care about file size. Yep. All right. I think you've got more than enough to work with. Oh, my God. I've got so much more. I'm thinking this I might turn into a 76 you. special. That's I what warned I'm you. I know, and I don't listen to you, Dave. I'm just no, sorry. No, you don't. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs>